Welcome back to the midweeks. We are still going to keep rocking on with 2 Kings chapter 11. We're getting there. Nearing completing this book, which means we'll have completed both books of this united narrative, which means we'll have completed all the way from 1 Samuel through to the end of 2 Kings, the start of the monarchy all the way through to the end of the independent monarchy in Israel. Hundreds of years. Now we are in chapter 11, and the story of Jehu's just been concluded, which kind of completes the whole story of the two prophets, Elijah and Elisha, and the fulfillment of that mission to appoint kings to exercise God's wrath against unbelieving people. And now we're going to be looking at what happens in Judah, because if you remember, um, Ahaziah has just been killed by Jehu while he was in the northern kingdom, and uh, now she is going to try to take over. So, verse 1. Now when Ataliah, or Athaliah, I, for some reason I always say Ataliah, and I, I don't know why. I got it in my head that's the right way to do it. But Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead. She arose and destroyed all the royal family. So she's a usurper, and she sees this as her opportunity to take over. And remember, Athaliah is a daughter of Jezebel, or a daughter of Ahab. But I think she's um, a descendant of Jezebel. And so this is really kind of like the spirit or the character of Jezebel. Jezebel ruled the throne from behind the king. And now that Athaliah sees she has an opportunity, she just wants to rule. So she sets about to destroy all the royal family. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram... Uh, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were put to death, and she put him in his and his nurse in a bedroom. Thus they hid him from Ataliah, so that he was not put to death, and he remained with her six years, hidden in the house of the Lord, while Ataliah reigned over the land. So there are shades of Moses in this story here. We have a, a violent king, who's actually a queen, who... Uh, wants to take over completely and in order for her evil plan to be thwarted a baby boy needs to be hidden and his life spared and so there are differences of course instead of going into the house of pharaoh he goes into the house of the lord but it is a story of a faithful good woman named Jehoshaphat who rescues a son um, from from murder by an evil tyrant and so there are shades of Moses here and I think we're supposed to pick that up a little bit but we also see the providential hand of God remember God has promised David and Solomon that one of his descendants is going to reign on the throne of Jerusalem forever and so if Athaliah had succeeded in killing this boy the line of David would have been broken and this, you know, that would have been the end of it, a catastrophe. And so obviously Athaliah is not a believer in any sense. She does not believe in the dynasty of David. She does not believe in the promise of Yahweh to David. And she attempts to uh, end the, his lineage through murder. But God protects his promise by saving this boy working through a faithful woman. Verse 4, but in the seventh year of Jehoiada, sorry, but in the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and brought the captains of the Karaites and of the guards and had them come to him in the house of the Lord. And he made a covenant with them and put them under oath in the house of the Lord. And he showed them the king's son. So Jehoiada is like the priest or the high priest. 
And he commanded them, This is the thing you shall do. One third of you, those who are off duty on the Sabbath, and guard who those of those who come off duty on the Sabbath and guard the king's house, and another third being at the gate of Sur, and a third at the gate behind the guard sh shall guard the palace. Well that's a long convoluted sentence. And the two divisions of you which come on duty in force on the Sabbath and guard the house of the Lord on behalf of the king shall surround the king, each with his weapon in his hand, and whoever approaches the rank is to be put to death. Be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. Okay, so he's been hidden. He's very young. He's only like seven years old at this time. So he was saved as a baby. And now Jehoiada the priest um, gets a, a new honor guard. So he's been looking, plotting, most likely he discovers some guards who have some kind of living faith in the Lord and that their loyalty might be to the true king and not Athaliah. And he commissions them to become the honor guard, the bodyguard of this young king. Verse 9, the captains did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded, and they each brought his men who were to go off duty on the Sabbath with those who were to come on duty on the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. And I think by doing this during this like change in the guard, they are maximizing the number of guards who are together without drawing attention to it. Because if you're just getting all these guards together, people will look and say, why are you guys all getting together? But they naturally get together during this um, changing of the guards around the Sabbath so that they have the maximum amount of people with the least amount of suspicion until something happens. And the priest gave to the captains the spears and shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Lord. Okay, so this little detail reminds us of the promise of David. He doesn't just say, gave us the spears and shields that were in the house of the Lord, but the referencing King David reminds us that uh, the promise of David is hanging over God's providence here. And the guards stood, every man with his weapon in his hand, from the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar, and the house on behalf of the king. Then he brought out the king's son and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony. And they proclaimed him king and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king. Okay, so now we have one of these. Uh, the king's been anointed somewhat secretly, but suddenly publicly. And so this might remind us of like um, back in the day when... Uh, David's son uh, tried to usurp him. Oh, what was his name? Absalom. Some, similar to that, except with a reverse, because uh, Athaliah is the false ruler. Verse 13. When Athaliah heard the noise of the guard and of the people, she went into the house of the Lord to the people. And when she looked, there was the king standing by the pillar, according to the custom, and the captains and the trumpeters beside the king, and all the people in the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets. And Atali tore her clothes and cried, Treason, treason, because, of course, it's bad when it happens to her, but not when she does it. Then Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains who were set over the army, Bring her out between the ranks and put to death the, to, with the sword anyone who follows her. And the priest said, Let her not be put to death in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her, and she went through the horse's entrance to the king's house, and there she was put to death. Very good. So the king is established, or at least his rival has been killed, and her tyranny has been brought to an end. And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and people, and they, that they should be the Lord's people, and also between the king and the people. Then all the people of the land went to the house of Baal and tore it down. His altars and his images they broke into pieces, and they killed Matin, the priest of Baal, before the altars, and the priest posted watchmen over the house of the Lord. 
Okay, so under Ataliah, remember who is a daughter of uh, Jezebel, who was the one who was like the the queen of Baal. This Baal practice, sorry, a little technical glitch there. Uh, this Baal practice has been brought into Judah, in into the holy city, and so. Um, obviously the people don't like this they've been biding their time a bit and under this faithful priest they're now going and removing these pag pagan altars from the land verse 19 and he took the captains the Karaites, the, the guards and all the people of the land and they brought the king down from the house of the lord marching through the gate of the guards to the king's house and he took his seat on the throne of the kings so all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after Athaliah had been put to death with the sword of the king's house. Very good. So there's this story completed. And, you know, this is one of the high points of the priests in um, the whole book of Kings. The priests often have a very back, or like, um, they don't appear on the storyline very prominently. And even when they do... They don't always necessarily do a good job of serving the Lord, being faithful to the Lord. But here we have a, a very faithful priest who saves this young boy and then leads his anointing and leads the people in uh, removing false worship from the land. And now we have at the end of this chapter, we have the uh, regnal uh, introduction. So Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. There we go. So that's this story here. Jehoash, um, saved as a baby, uh, allowed to grow up to the point where he's, you know, able to stand on his own two feet. And then once he's seven, he is made king. And so there's some dynamics here. Obviously, he's not old enough to reign. He's going to still need to be led by Jehoiada the priest. But um, he was old enough to be the center point and the rallying point in a rebellion against Ataliah, who was a rebel. And so I, I, that's what I think is going on here. He's like, now that he's seven, he's, which is, you know, one of those significant numbers, he's old enough to be the person that the faithful can rally around against Ataliah. So here we have God uh, superintending over history to preserve his promise to David. And this time, Instead of using prophets who work miracles, he's going to use a faithful woman who rescues a boy and a faithful priest who uh, instructs him, protects him, and gets him anointed to his rightful place, all under the governing hand of an all-sovereign God.